0: Sir.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is in the building. Yeah. All right, already the show goes on all night Till the morning we dream so long Anybody ever wonder when they would see the sun Just remember when it comes to the show What's
0: and welcome back everybody to another episode of the always pressing pga dfs podcast previewing the 2020 arnold palmer invitational 120 man invitational as it says in the title t65 and ties so lots of guys making the cuts over the weekend But before we get to that you can find me on twitter at pdm trick and my co-host on twitter at dfs golf gods. jesse how are we doing man doing well dude how are you Not too bad. Just another Monday coming down with a little cold, so uh, it's lovely, absolutely lovely. Not the corona. We're good there. It's cold. (laughs) Bare hope is just a cold. Yeah, I'm a big boy. It's gonna take a lot more than a freaking corona to get
1: me. So uh, (laughs) I don't think they have. I don't think they have that tranquilizer just yet. They do say that like the common cold is a version of the coronavirus. So,
0: Technically, uh, technically my wife's in and my wife's in nursing school, and she gets very angry when she sees people. You know, putting stuff on social media that are misinformed. I'm like you just need to stop looking at social media. You know, but no um, shit. that's a whole—that's <laughs> the whole point of social media is to put false information out there. Um, I was like, "God damn, woman, you're almost as bad as some of these guys at the DFS Open. It's crazy." But but uh, let's recap what took place over the weekend in Florida at the Honda Classic. I, I tweeted it out. We were tweeting back and forth. But I tweeted it out with like three holes to go. That regardless we were going to be happy because either either Tommy Fleetwood was getting his first or Sunjay was getting his first. And Sanjay got it done. Any uh what are your thoughts on big old Sunjay M twenty one years
1: old getting the W? Yeah, man, uh I mean he earned it really. You know, he started off really hot and then it's that's where kind of where you score on this golf course is is at the beginning. Um he he took advantage of some holes that were gettable, made some birdies, kinda had a bit of a you Know a little bit of a rough stretch in the middle, um, and then at the end, dude, he hit some just absolute insane golf shots. Uh, you know, on 15, he hit a of a shot, 16, he hit all of a shot, and then 17 as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, he dude, he went out there and he earned it. Uh, surprisingly, though, he had a terrible golf shot in the 18, uh, mm-hmm. after the layup, uh, hit a bad drive, hit a you know, pretty good layup to get himself back in position and chunk that, that, that third shot into uh, the bunker. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, you know, we knew it was coming at some point. Uh, so I I feel like this is kind of right on schedule for him as long as he's kind of been on tour and as consistent as he is uh, makes, it makes good sense to me.
0: Yeah. Four under on Sunday to to win by a stroke was pretty darn impressive. Uh, it seemed like after it was one of the things we kept saying on the pod last week and in the, the Slack chat was just, like, relax. A lot of stuff's going to happen. I think he finished two over on Thursday, and then he just did this Sanjay thing, kind of slow and steady, uh, got back in it, took care of business. That bunker shot on 18 to save par was outstanding. Almost hold the damn thing out. Uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing to see, and uh, it's crazy. I, I forgot all about it, but listening to, uh, like, no laying up and some other things reading-wise, that uh, Sanjay either has to win a major – or an Olympic medal in one of the next two Olympics, or he's going to freaking military for two years, which is it's pretty Olympic wild. Olympic medal or nothing? It. Oh, I thought yeah. he had to win. Don't, I thought a major, hmm. no, just a medal.
1: No, it's yeah. Oh, so God. it's with, with 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 all those guys from uh, South Korea. Obviously, in your twenties, you have to do two years or whatever military service, and uh, you have to win. I believe it's a gold medal. Could be wrong. Could just be any Olympic medal, but um, in order to get out of that, so he's got, he's got two yeah. shots, right? Assuming
0: I mean, Tokyo year doesn't old. get canceled. Right, yeah. Uh, that would be <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Terrible,
1: but yeah. Um, but not, yeah. You would think that they would start making a little bit of special exe- ex- exemptions for, you know, certain million-dollar million athletes. People. Yeah, I mean, you know, the dude's 21 years old, and, you know, it, it, it's really fucked up several golf careers if you go back and kind of look. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, Sang Moon Bay comes to mind, um, and there's another, some others, so... Yeah, you know, we'll see. He's got plenty of time to kind of get there or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, we'll see what
0: happens. And the good thing is, we'll get to see him for like the next four weeks because I think I saw his schedule is book solid, as you'd expect from Sun JM. No breaks for the, uh, the road warrior as he gets another one, another young, under 22 year old W, which is good to see. But let's talk about what we really want to talk about, Jesse, that even Twitter couldn't hold back the excitement. The grandstands came into play yet again, and <laughs> my God, like you said it, and others said it. If you or I hit that, we're probably like three holes over, looking at probably a shot over some trees or something, and praying to God we 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 we'd walk away with a double and be happy, but we'd probably hit it into the water or something or over the green. Like oh hell, it would have broke loose. Yet Mackenzie Hughes gets a beautiful drop, beautiful drop wedges it up, has a chance for a birdie, but saves pars, one shot back, thinks he maybe has a chance if Sanjay can't come through. The fact he had a chance is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I don't don't know how you police it other than, you know, because it's just, it's so difficult. Obviously, they're not going to not have grandstands around because there's a lot of money involved in those grandstands for the PGA Tour, right? So they're not going away. Um, I've seen a a couple different, uh, uh, I've seen a couple different kind of ways to fix it. One is like, uh, you'll watch Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. Then those, when they're playing Quidditch and they've got those stands and they're like big tower towers and they're just all around, but there's space, there's like a lot of space in between them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that'd be a, that be a trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you hit it, you know, behind one of those, you have to play it around it or something. Uh, the other is to play it kind of as a. I think the other option is to play it as a kind of a lateral hazard. I don't know what's behind those grandstands. I mean, they're in Florida, so I'm assuming it's some kind of swamp. Um, could be wrong. Could mm-hmm. just be a parking lot. You know, I I don't know, but to me, it's bullshit because you know obviously if you go right, you're in the water. Mm-hmm. You go like left. Tommy did. Yeah, I mean, Tommy had a terrible shot in there, and yeah. I really don't. To be honest with you, I don't know what he was thinking because. puts you in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, you've you got a bail left there. Worst case scenario, you aim it yeah, left. McKenzie showed uh, you
0: exactly what to do. Wow. Bail left.
1: I mean, and he double-crossed it and just duck-hooked it. But, I mean, that's happened several times now this year. So, will the PGA ever address it? Probably not. Um, we'll just continue to bitch about it on Twitter. Yeah, I know people but like Twitter, can't That's another reason for social media is a bitch. Yes, and I
0: know people can't stand it because I've had, like, the same people come at me. Well, what's the rules? I get it. The rules need to change. Like, I don't care if you get a drop the way you do. It's got to be a stroke or two. Like you have to get penalized for it. That's my biggest problem is you should not be like rewarded or bailed out because you literally, he didn't just hit the stands. He hit it into the stands. I'd love to know what the, if it hit a person or not. Cause that was like a laser going in. And usually, you know, people sitting in those grandstands, either A can't see the ball because they're drunk or just so far away or aren't even looking like someone probably got nailed, but, um, yeah, it's not that like the fact they get bailed out without a penalty is the part that bugs me the most. Like I get it, where you're supposed to put them. Well, we saw at the the Open Championship, the British Open. Remember when Spieth had to like drop it on the driving range and hit it over the the stands and stuff? Hey, yeah, let's do it. I'm in. That's how it should be. But I guess we'll never know, and we're just going to continue bitching about it, like you said. So we'll <laughs> move on from that. Uh, <laughs> any other take? Any other takeaways? Like. uh Benny on somehow finishing four under after that massive four over first day. Uh, There was a lot of goods and bads. Brooks misses another cut. Ricky misses a cut. He's out of the top 20 in the world. Now Uh, a lot of interesting little things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, The only other thing I would mention is just Tommy. Yeah. I mean, I I thought going into it, he was in the driver's seat there on Sunday and uh, kind of unfortunate to not watch him be able to close uh, the golf tournament. Um, You know, it, I was kind of rooting against him because I, the one lineup I did have with him sucked. And the one lineup I had with Sung Jay was 6-6. Six six, so financially, you know, it was going to benefit me. But um, I wouldn't have been mad to see Tommy win that golf tournament. Um, you know, uh, hopefully it's coming soon. We'll see. Yep, hopefully it's
0: coming very soon. Well, he's in the field this week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So let's talk about it. Uh, one of the most heralded or prestigious events on tour. A lot of guys love to play it. Tiger is a beast here, but he will not be here this week. Why don't you give us some past event history for the Arnold Palmer Invitational?
1: Yeah, Tiger's only won this event eight times. Yeah, only eight times. What a scrub. <laughs> so I'm I'm surprised he's not coming back. But I heard that he was dealing with some back shit again, which sucks, man. That I would mean, suck. It, that'd be horrible. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, uh, 2019, uh, which was last year, obviously, Francisco Molinari. He won by uh, t- shot 12 under, two shots over. Matthew Fitzpatrick, 2018 edition. Rory McIlroy, eighteen under par, three shots over Bryson. Seventeen. Uh, Mark Leishman, eleven under, one shot over Charlie Hoffman and Kevin Kisner. 2016. Uh, Jason Day, seventeen under, one shot over Kevin Chapel and Matt Every. Of all people, won this tournament back to back in 2014, 2015. It was like, it's like truly. Really- like an anomaly type of thing because a lot of the most you mostly have big names winning this golf tournament because there's mostly big names here i mean martin laird has won this golf tournament before um Rod that's a Pimperin. big name marty party laird come well, on I'm, i mean i'm just kidding i'm kidding yeah i mean matt every of all people um it's just weird to go back to back like that but dude, he did it and uh he's in the field this week but
0: yeah, I probably won't be playing them. Just going to throw either. it out there. No. Um, you mentioned the, the Matt every year. Just, maybe there's something to it after, I believe, 2015. Was that the last year you said he won or the
1: 16? 15, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I believe it was after that 15 year. They renovated a lot of the golf course. They um, changed the greens to firmer, faster greens. They uh, got rid of some of the rough that was around the water, so they can't like use the rough as backboards. So they made it tougher. because they have it. Yes, they every proved it. They made it so only the best could win. Yeah, who would have ever thought Matt Every would have to every proof the uh, Bay Hill Country Club? Like, go yeah. figure. The Bay Hill Club and Lodge, par 72, 7,454 yards in Orlando, Florida. This is the one where I believe it was last year. Everyone's on Jason Day, and then he withdrew, and then the next day he's taking pictures at Disney World with his family. So um, be ready for that that stuff going all over Twitter. Because remember, place to bitch. Um, it's a place where Arnie likes to – he wanted the tee to green to resemble the U.S. Open and the greens to resemble the Masters. That's why the greens are fast. They play about 12-and-a-half to 13 on the stem. They're firm. So if you're not in the fairway, you're going to have a hard time keeping it on the greens. Something to keep in mind there. There's dog legs and, and some – you can't just bombs away here. A lot of uh, strategic shots off the tee, which leads to longer irons coming in, which is a little off the norm. Like The fairies are a little wider than they used to be. But the rough is still super thick. It, it usually ranges it's usually around four inches or so, so it's not just like you can hit it there and get it out easily. Um, and that's why I said you got to be in a fair way to get it to hold onto the greens. Other than that, there's water that comes into play in about half the holes. It's Florida. It's going to be windier than heck, especially Thursday. It gusts up to 30 miles an hour. On Ooh. Friday, it gusts up to 20 miles an hour. So something to keep in mind there. Um, the par fours are pars are a very good score there. Like six or seven of them are very, very tricky there's four par 5s, three of them are over 550 yards, but all the scoring takes, a lot of the scoring takes they place there. If you're not birdie in the par 5, you are in serious trouble. Um, like the year Rory won, he did well there. Tiger's always dominated the par 5s. So if you can take pars on the par 4s and birdie the par 5s, you're going to be sitting real pretty. That's kind of the strategy these guys are going to use. But um, it's going to be it's going to resemble the Honda last week but a little friendlier, not as, as you know chaotic. And destructive, but still, there's going to be some some big numbers at times if guys get in trouble and uh, aren't keeping it in the fairways. So that's uh, the course in a quick glimpse. What kind of stats are you looking at, Jesse?
1: Um, it's similar to last week, uh, driving distance over driving accuracy, greens, and, greens and regulation are huge here. Uh, just like it is just about every week. Plenty of course history, obviously too. Uh, the scores get to the mid. Typically, I think this is going to be kind of weather dependent. Um, so, depending on the weather, you know, I might, if it's super windy all week, I might wait, uh, bo- bogey avoidance over birdie or better. But, um, for now, uh, birdie or better percentage, par five scoring is, is pretty massive here as well. Um, this is a par 72, correct? Yes, par 72, 74, yeah. 54. Yeah. So you got, uh, you know, five, four par five, excuse me, and they're pretty much the easiest holes on the golf course scoring wise. So, uh, that's where a lot of the scoring will come from. And it's it's a big difference between this week and last week. Obviously, two par fives last week. Uh, the third hole last week played the easiest basically all week. It was pretty much birdie or you're losing a shot. Uh, so, anyways, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, and then I'll also pay attention to fan share because the one thing that you might want to mention is that uh, Sanjay N yeah, was number yeah. one on their core suitability ranking, yeah, which yeah. we were like – we, we, did we, didn't we discuss that? Like, before yeah, the, I,
0: the, I, I I remember we we talked about it a few weeks ago on the pod. And then I remember right. uh, I always, I, I kind of look at, I wait to like build usually till Tuesday night or even Wednesday night, kind of let all the news come in and all that stuff. And then after I build, I go and look at FanShare's ownership. Well, while I look at their ownership, like three slots over, is their core suitability ranking. And I texted you and I was like, dude, Sunday's number one. And like all these guys we like are like five of the top six dudes. Yeah. And I'm like, if this if this model works this week, we're going to be pretty. And we were we were sitting pretty <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> until we like the, until the blow up on the weekend happened. But yeah. Um, yeah, Sanjay was number one, and uh, it's not up there yet. I think it goes up there sometime tomorrow. But
1: yeah, tomorrow again, typically yeah. usually on Tuesday.
0: You got to imagine Rory's going to fit this course pretty good. I'm just going to throw it out there, but uh, I would think we'll see. But uh, speaking of FanShare Sports promo code, always press gets you twenty percent off the package of your choice. Let's talk about a couple things here. Coming in in good form. In this field, last six events, oh, Rory McIlroy. He's averaging 110 DraftKings points over his last six events. Uh, Bryson at 96. Answer, Reed, Scott, Matsuyama. So the best of the best leading the way in the top five when you go that way. But then we'll go a little deeper. Bermuda, Greens. I know I mentioned it last week, but uh, some different guys in the field leading the way again in the last six events. Rory McIlroy, almost 112 DraftKings points on Bermuda, Greens. Sunjay Emmett, at 95, Molly at 93, which is interesting considering how bad Molly's been played, but he loves the Florida swing, defending champion here. That's going to be a fun discussion. Uh, Scott Piercy and then Benny on averaging about 92, Xander as well. Um, and then looking at just this event in general since 2015, the five of the last five years, Rory McElroy averaging 99 DK points. Um, so there's there's a trend here. Bryson in three times has averaged over 90. Molly's averaged 90 in the five years he's played here. Henrik's played well. Rose has played well. And then, last but not least, guys coming in with great course history, because there's a lot of it, but also good co- current form. Rory McElroy, Mark Leishman, Bryson D. Shambo, and Patrick Reed are some of the guys coming in with the double green that you're looking for on Fanshare. There's tons of other things you can look at there. It's really interesting. Like Jesse said, that course suitability rankings, it was really hot early, kind of a little slow in the middle, but last week was freaking fire so
1: yes, we'll wait
0: and see because there's something with this course of the florida swing in general but the honda bay hill like valspar a lot of similarities with the golfers there are a lot of euro golfers play really well here because if you think back to the Ryder cup i'm burned into my head now bombers the usa is a bunch of bombers horses aren't for bombers so you got to be able to play you know smart off the tee hit your irons uh, i know rory's a bomber but rory can hit that stinger all day long so Let's get into the DraftKings scoring. Jesse, got some fun ones. 10K and above. Rory at 11.8. My God, almost $12,000. Fleetwood, 11,000. Matsuyama, 10.6. Bryson, 10.4. And Xander, 10,000. Rory is the easy play here, but can you afford him? That's the question. Who are you liking, Jesse?
1: Yeah, I I don't think it's a question of... (laughs) <laughs> really for me affordability um it's just how much am i gonna play him uh sixth first and fourth in his last three appearances here uh never missed a cut in five years 27th and 11th if you want to go back to 16 and 15 um has not finished outside the top five in since september of 2019 uh so that's one two three six straight starts uh most people won't want to pay up for him. I don't. I, at least I don't feel like could be wrong. Uh, but his game is is coming around. Um, my big question is whether or not he's going to be able to keep it going all the way to Augusta. Uh, but he's he's playing super well. I think just like every week, um, you know, you're kind of splitting hairs up top here. Um, I'm going to mention. I, I don't mind any of these guys, and I really don't have a reason not to play them. They all rate out very well on the model that I, that I have here on draft or on uh, fancy labs, um, Hideki Matsuyama, I feel like he'll go a little bit overlooked. Uh, not a whole heck of a lot of success around here. 33rd, 49th, 45th, Did finish 6th in 2016 and 25th back in 2015. So not a whole heck of a lot of success, but two straight top sixes, 6th and 5th in his last two starts. Um, I feel like he's kind of trending toward a, uh, a win as well. And there's potential, I think, this week to maybe get him at a little bit of less ownership. Uh, Bryson is fine, I believe. You know, I'm, I'm not going to hop on Xander at this point, um, but I think he's okay. He's never played here, so you know, take that for what you want. Fleetwood, obviously, the form is there for him. Um, I think I will have a, you know, if I'm making three lineups, I probably start each one with you know one of these top three guys and try to work it from there. That's how I'm looking at it at this point. Yeah, Rory. It's
0: it's really hard not to pay Rory. Like I usually don't pay up for guys. I make three lineups. He probably won't be in my cash lineup. It's like to be more balanced, but he'll be in at least one or two of the other two. I'll tell you that much because he's so darn good right now. He's so locked in, like you said, t five or better since September. Hard to pass on Rory. It's like easy, easy stuff there. He's, his odds are five to one for Christ's sake. Five to one in on a professional golf tournament. Yeah, that's
1: that's pretty ridiculous.
0: <laughs> that's insane. But. um the other guy I really like, if you're like, Xander's always interesting in smaller events like this, but never played here. This is a tournament with a lot of course history. I'm really going to try to stick to course history here. So, if I miss out on Xander this week, so be it. I do like Bryson quite a bit. 46 here last year, second the year before. Coming in in a great form, second, fifth, 52nd, eighth in his last four events. I think Bryson at 10-4 is interesting. You mentioned Hideki, probably low. On. I think Bryson also, those two guys. People just don't like Bryson. That's just, it's just weird. They don't want to pay up for him. So, Rory and Bryson be the two guys I'd be looking at if I'm paying up above 10K this week. Now, we get to the 9K range. You got Adam Scott coming off a, a 26 and a first place finish at 97. You got Sunday off his W at 95. Reed at 94. Fowler on the struggle bus at 93. Brooks at 92. J Day at 91. Rosie at 9,000. Lots of big names, but a lot of inconsistent play here, Jesse. Anybody striking your fancy?
1: Yeah, I mean, you got the last three winners, right? Right in a row there. Scott, M, Reed. Not in that order, but it was Scott, Reed, M in that order. It's kind of interesting to have them, you know, priced below somebody like Xander or even Bryson. I mean, obviously last time out, Reed beat Bryson basically heads up. So, you know. It is what it is, I guess. Uh, Sung man, I mean, it's hard not to play him again at 9500 Uh, You know, even though the, a bit of a price increase, $200 over last week, in know, obviously a stronger field, you know, I, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind him a bit for cash. I don't, it'd be hard for me to see him missing the cut um, here. He finished third here last year and obviously coming off the win. He's not, in my opinion, at least from what I've heard of him, he's not one of those guys who's going out and throwing down, uh, you know, having a good old time. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, I don't worry about him not being ready mentally, especially, uh, I think is interesting at 94, uh, 50th, seventh, 52nd, in the last uh, three appearances here, the the last two years he's played 50th and seventh. So then obviously coming off the W there and and people continuously just talk shit about him, Jason day at 9,100. Um, Mm -hmm. so obviously withdrew last, Last last year, but hasn't missed a cut here since two thousand eight. Uh, I mean, his his form coming in is okay. It's nothing phenomenal, but I think he's worth a, a look at ninety one hundred. To be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of this range at all, and it's it makes it a lot more difficult to fit one of these guys in, especially if you're playing Rory, because um, you're gonna pretty much dip straight down if you if you put Rory in. So, not a huge fan of this range, but you know, pretty much M and Day would be the two guys I'd be looking at.
0: Yeah, we're on the similar page here. Like, I'm not in love with this field, this this range, because if you're not paying up, I think Adam Scott's a good GPP play, especially if we find out he's using the broomstick. That would make me really happy. Uh like you said, made four straight cuts here, uh, third in 2014. Couple Coming off that W a few starts back. He's interesting to me at 9,700. I do like Sanjay, especially in cash. I know third here last year. Coming off the W, but I, I'm with you. He's not one of the party animals. Maybe he went out and had a couple like glasses of wine or something with his boys, but... I don't see him going nuts because part of that military thing is he has to qualify for the Olympics. So he has to keep playing and playing well. And he's flat out told people that's why he's played so much. So he qualifies for the Olympics. He's not going to go like try to ruin that and make it complicated. So I like Sanjay as a good cash game play with some GPP upside. Then I really like Jason Day. If you're not paying up and you want to get different, you know, the withdrawal last year is because of the back. He loves playing here. Former champion, as you said. He missed a cut his last time out, but then a fourth place finish, a 16th prior to that. I think there's a lot to like with J Day at 9100, probably coming in a little low owned uh, in this range, and I don't mind going to him at all. We go to the 8K range now. You got Tony Feenow at 89, Stenson 88, Binion on at 87, Leishman at 86, Fitz 85, Morikawa 84, Bubba 83, Westwood 82, Hatton 81, Billy Ho and Victor Hoffman both 8000. Now this is a group I can get behind because as I took my notes, I realized I wrote down about three quarters of them. So yeah. I am a big fan of this range. Who stands out to you?
1: Yeah, me and you both. Um, we're probably gonna have a lot of similarities here. Uh we'll start with with Ben on. Um I I I'm not a huge fan of he's very volatile, but he played so well after the first day last week. Um, and I actually has some pretty good course history here, tenth, fourteenth, and forty ninth in his last three appearances. So and then coming off the fourth place finish, uh before there's twenty ninth, ninth. I don't see him missing the cut here and knock on wood i think to pivot off of him if kind of if you're looking around because stenson's going to be popular um just based on his course history if usually carries some weight mark leishman would be the guy that i would be kind of leaning towards here he's a past winner 2017 champion um finished seventh in 2018 finished 23rd here last year he's had a win this year already then two straight basically 40th place finishes not great but you know, he's a guy who can play well in the wind. We know that for a fact. Uh, so Leishman would kind of be my my pivot off of the chalkier guys above him. Morikawa um, at 8,400 I think is fine. He he made the cut here in his only appearance in 2018. Uh, and then Hatton at 81, um, you know, had a pretty good showing coming off the, the wrist injury there in Mexico. Uh, and he's three of three made cuts here. Best finish was in 2017 where he finished fourth. And then last but not least, Billy Ho. Um, expect a little bit more out of him last week, uh, but he's a Florida guy, so uh, he can play in the wind, and he's, as far as I can tell, never missed a cutter, at least since 2013. Yeah, you haven't missed a for him at all.
0: nope but i has got those seven straight from 13. My stuff only goes back to eight. So, yeah, yeah seven for seven.
1: He kind of – last week, you know, I, I know you played him because obviously he was on your junkies team and we were kind of – battling toward the top there for a little bit and uh you know he started off slow had a good second round third round was pretty good Uh, it was decent anyways and then i don't know what the fuck happened to him sunday but i know that didn't help you any
0: no sunday it finished in 42nd i think he came in or he was even or so going into sunday i think he went four over or something like that it was not pleasant at all not good at all but i don't mind going back to him this week at eight thousand. it's like you said seven straight made cuts even though the 42nd, actually, a 42nd next week, a ninth, and a ninth as the previous two starts on tour. So I don't mind going back to Billy Ho at all. I like Terrell Hatton in 81, 3-for-3 three three made cuts, a 4th back in 2017. Looked real good off that wrist injury like you're saying, so I got no problem going his way. Uh, Westwood, you know, he missed a cut in 14, made the cut in 13, made the cut in 8, but come off a 4th and a 22nd. He's just one of those guys on courses like this if it gets windy or whatnot. We saw it last week, and he kind of – I think he finished even par on Sunday at three, he finished three under for the tournament. He's just one of those guys that will poke and prod around and he's not going to have too many blow up holes. So I think Westwood might be a good cash game play. Maybe not so much GPP because last week was low scoring. This one, I still think gets to 10 or 11 under unless the wind gets out of control. So Westy might not get you the GPP when you need, but I think making the cut wise, I like Westwood at 8,200 bucks Um I echo the on and Leishman comments. on, I, I like a lot this week for Cash. And Leishman, I like it for Cash and GPPs, and he's a very good GPP pivot off of On and Finau. I think Finau's got some some merit to him. It took a few weeks off, but um, I'd rather go on and Leishman, probably for lower ownership than Finau. And then Stenson's going to be chalky. I, I No Stenson for me this week. I will be off of Stenson. I may regret it because he's been so damn good here, but that's some chalk I don't want a piece of. And then the other guy that you did not mention that I like I I am in on right now is Matthew Fitzpatrick. Second here last year, missed cut 13th 27th the last 4 years. Um he's going to he's made uh three straight four straight cuts at least on tour. Five straight cuts including a second back um on the uh HSBC Championship, finished 37th at the um in Mexico, I believe. So he's playing really really well. Um, I don't mind Fitzpatrick at all at 85. Another guy with Leishman, you can get some probably low ownership on Leishman and Fitzpatrick. So two guys I'd be taking a look at in that 8K range. But I love this range. We'll narrow it down when we recap this thing. But you can make a healthy cash lineup out of here. Or if you take, say, Rory up top, you can get a nice piece with like a Leishman or something here and really have a good good bit of a a start to a lineup there if you choose to go that way. All right, 7K range, Jesse, 7,500 and above. Who stands out to you? You start. Oh, you're gonna let me take my boy. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna go straight to it. I was gonna go in order of money, but I will have 100% Ian Poulter this week. I'm just gonna say, I'm not taking the Stenson chalk, but I am going all in on Poults. It is happening. I loved him last week. Finished 27th, and he he was up there for a while, and he kind of he didn't Billy Ho trunk slam, but he kind of fell apart. He's made two, four, six, eight. Nine straight cuts here, all the way back to 2011. Miss cut in nine, made cut in 8 Like he's been damn good. Uh, 23rd or better in five of those events, or full, yeah, five of those events. At 7,600 bucks, I will have Ian Poulter. Um, I don't mind some RCB finished third here last year in his first event, come off a 16th and a 17th finish in his previous two starts. Uh The kids at 78, he finished second in 2017, missed cut in 18, 23rd last year. Kisner can play really well in courses where Bombers don't have the advantage. So keep that in mind With Kisner is a Southern boy, loves Bermuda. He can be an interesting play at 78. I think Abe Answer, my boy, is in in play at 78 as well. Uh, missed cut here last year, but come off a of 12th in Mexico, 43rd and 6th prior to that. Could be a nice bounce back for him. So uh, I like this range for that respect. And then one last one, if you just want to get weird the GPP, pretty sure I won't have any of him. He's made four straight cuts here. In a 17th last year, finished fourth last week, and that's Brendan Steele. Again, a guy that can just three wood around and make he's, he's kind of a wannabe Henrik Stenson. I'm going to hit my three wood and pray. Um, he's a good GPP play, but I, I probably won't go to him. And for me, it's like Poulter, RCB, kids, answer. Uh, I like that range quite a bit. Who's your 7,500 and above?
1: Uh, start, I'll, I'll start up top with uh, Max Homer at 7,900. Um, you know, dude's just playing really well. Fifth, fourteenth, sixth in his last three starts. Ninth, back four starts. Uh, he's never played here, but I think he's totally fine at seventy nine. Answer, yeah, I'm good with him too. Um, he did miss the cut here last year, like you said, but uh, he's playing really good golf right now. Twelfth, forty third, sixth, second in his last four starts on tour. Poulter, yeah, I'm I'm in I'm in on that too. Um, I can't remember if you mentioned JT Poston or not, but sixty sixth no. here. Last year, um, he was actually – so uh, you had him as well as I did on our yep. junkies teams, and uh, he was four under uh, going into Saturday and then shot 73-74 um, to fall back, uh, which was super tilting. But, I mean, that's basically th- four straight top 40s for him. Uh, and He seems to be trending in the right direction if he could just put four rounds together. So JT Post would be another guy that I would definitely uh, look at there. Um I don't mind Steele. I mean, you know, with Steele, like, he is so, like, up and down, you know. I mean, he finished second in in Sony and then 43rd, American Express, miscut, miscut, fourth. So, yeah, I mean, GPP, he's a GPP play for sure. I did not see that shit coming last week.
0: No, that's the thing with him. I mean, it's GPP only because he's got that random show-up spot, but I can't do it, and Poston's a good call. I totally— Forgot to, to to talk about him, but yeah, I, I don't mind posting it at all. We've been on him for quite a while, so keep running that train. Uh, Seventy four to seven thousand. I'll jump back on English. He's made two straight cuts here. Uh, finished seventeenth last week. He, you know, could have been so much better, but kind of folded as you'd expect. But he made it through the week and did the job. Seventy four hundred. I can go back there, but my boy, you mentioned him again last week. Mad McNeely hasn't played here in three years. Got a forty six in two thousand sixteen. He's made eleven straight cuts on tour. Mav at 74 is definitely in play. If you're a course history narrative guy, Ryan Moore, who plays well on, you know, with his irons, his approach game. So Ryan Moore, uh, five straight cuts here. He's made eight of his last nine, He's been a fifth in 2018. He could be an interesting play. Cause his current form, a 30th, a missed cut, and a sixth. So Ryan Moore, 74, can be something to keep an eye on uh ch3 (laughs) ch is stand for course history this week i'm just gonna throw it out there hasn't missed a cut since he's made every cut since 2009 with his worst at a 56 a 46 and a 45th, everything else was like 35th or better he's been just ridiculously consistent here so ch3 will be popular but 72 is really hard to pass up um a couple others molly at 72 if you want to get weird in the gpp because his current form is just dog shit but Defending Champion, 26th, 7th, 9th, 17th, 5th, 34th. Never missed a cut here. And he has um, four finishes, 9th or better. That at 17th or better in five of those events, that's pretty damn good for $7,200 if you want to get weird. And then just a few just quickies. Uh, or Carlos Ortiz, I don't mind if you want a cheapie at 71. The Gooch at 7,000 is another cheapy if you don't want to drop into 6K. Brian Harmon at 7K also if you want to avoid the 6K range. And then... I'll see if you mention him. If not, I'll ask a question on another guy. but do you like 7,400 and below?
1: Yeah, start with with Matt McNeely. I'm, I was pretty pissed off. I didn't play him, especially as, as good as I saw him play um, on the weekend. Uh, you know, solid 11th place finish last week. So I, I will not miss out on that this week. Scott Piercy at 7,300. Um, course history, not great. 54th and then four straight missed cuts before that. But hasn't missed a cut on tour since October of last year. Two straight top 20s. Throw in Phoenix Open there. He finished sixth. Seems to be hitting it pretty well. Um, Lucas Glover at 7,300. Course history is there 10th, 49th, 7th, 27th in his last four appearances here. Uh, Last week he missed the cut, and he did have good course history there. So just kind of keep that in mind. But um, he's a GPP play. Another GPP. Play would be alex Noren. i feel like this is kind of a a little bit of a low price on him 36th and 49th in his last two starts here he didn't play here last year but that was 18 and 17 come off a miscut in puerto rico where he was mega chalk and he had just made a shit ton of cuts in a row before that uh so i think Noren's fine kevin strillman um i looked at him hard last week and just could not pull the trigger on it he's actually played okay at uh at Bay Hill, um, 58th, 41st, 70th, miscut, 67th, 21st, 47th, going back to 2011. So, one miscut there basically in seven starts. Um, And then coming off a of 47th place finish. He did finish second at the at t Pebble Beach Pro National, but or National Pro-Am. Um, so, you know, another GPP play there. Uh, and then last but not least, for me, Taylor Gooch at 7,000. Uh, 26th here last year. Um. Played decently well last week. Uh, he had a terrible Saturday and kind of fell back there, but finished 38th, 10th before that. Hasn't missed a cut since all the way back in September. So,
0: Yeah, there's a lot of good guys on here, which makes paying for Rory McIlroy very doable again. It's just one of those – I think we might be surprised by his ownership when after we go through this pricing like this. You can make a lot of 7K plays to go with him, which is kind of oh, yeah. not cool. But um, <laughs> let's go into the 6K range where – I thought I liked more guys than I would and I really I, I always like too many guys probably, but I'm not as in love with as many as I like. Who do you like in the six K range?
1: Uh start with uh Sebastian Munoz at sixty nine hundred. Um he's not he's not he never played here, but coming off a fourteenth place finish in Mexico, twenty six before that at Genesis. Uh and then Matthew Neesmith at, at sixty eight hundred. Um you know, we've talked about him a lot in the last couple weeks. He's never played here either, but Oh I, I followed a lot of his round on shot tracker as best I could, which fuck that app is so trash. Um It was so much but, better when they didn't try to be dude, fancy. Dude, it, it's just like literally I think I have carpal tunnel with my thumb from having to like, having to hit them shit so watch much watch stats every time or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean the the problem is is I just want to see where the where the dude's ball is. Yeah, that's all I, I care just, about. That's all that's all I care about is where is my dude's ball at right now. And and you add an extra step into that and I literally sit on shot, shot tracker on my phone Saturday and you, Sunday mornings for hours. You and me, but I do it
0: Thursday through Sunday. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's on the ther-
1: Thursday and Friday, I have it pulled up on the computer. So I'm sitting in front of the computer for most of the day, but like Saturday and Sunday, it's, it's a lot of like actually having to click around on my phone and it sucks. So anyways, um, his, he, I watched a lot of his round and he actually, I think he hit it pretty decently. The problem was just the putting wasn't there. Um, so I, I don't mind a bit to go back to him, especially at sixty eight hundred. Same thing, similar type of thing with Harry Higgs. He didn't hit it as well, but the putter was also just complete dog shit. Um, I, I like a lot of guys in this range, so bear with me. Uh, no, it's Zach, go for <laughs> it. Zach Johnson at sixty six hundred. So I don't know how well you were paying attention. On I believe it was Friday. He was one or two lead. off the lead. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then um, hit it in the water. Uh, tried to hit it out of the water, plugged it even worse, took like a triple, doubled the next hole, fell back. He actually made the cut, but he's not missed a cut here at least since before 2013. Um, and just looking at some course history stats, he, he actually hits it pretty well around here. Uh, I, I'm not usually a fan of, of ZJ, but at 6,600, I think he is most definitely worth a look. I mean, you know, that's a pretty low price for him, and I get the dog bump too yep. on that. So. Uh, Brian Stewart at 6,500, another guy who was, you know, pretty close to the lead. He, he had some weird ass stats, man. Like he was hitting it really well off the tee and you could not hit greens. Very strange, but I I would suspect that he would, uh, he would clean that up. Mark Hubbard, um, he missed the cut in his only appearance here in 2016, but had a really good showing last week too. He was, uh, decently up the leaderboard. Sam Ryder, 6,400, finished 33rd here last year, made the cut last week. Kevin Chapel, 6,200, 7th here in 2018. I think he didn't play here last year because he was hurt. Uh, 49th, 2nd um, in the last three years. Uh, so that's, you know, pretty good. Obviously, coming off a miscut, 25th in, in, in Pebble Beach, three missed cuts before that. He's super hit or miss, but he's $6,200. I mean, he's down here with some dudes. I cannot even pronounce their names, um, and I have no clue who they are. <laughs> so I, I think he's worth a, you know – if you're playing 150 lineups, you put him on five or six or something, and just hope he you know catches fire type of deal. But um, so yeah, I mean that's kind of where I'm at with this range. I actually like a shit ton of guys. I'm
0: actually I'm actually loving this because usually I'm the guy that has like 40 guys in the 6K range, and for <laughs> once it's you, and it makes me so happy because I like digging deep in here, and um, there are some really good ones like you mentioned. I just didn't find as many, but the, as you started talking, I'm like, okay, I could see that. I could see that. Like Sun Kang, he, he's a he's a tilting tilting guy, but a sixth there last year, fifty eighth the year before, coming off a seventy first and a second place finish, a cut fifty six second sixteenth. He could be interesting at sixty eight. I love Neesmith just to make the cut at sixty eight. You talked about him a ton. Uh, Sabatini's interesting. Hasn't played here since two thousand sixteen, where he, he finished sixtieth, the miscut withdrawal, miscut thirtieth, but coming on back to back made cuts. If you want to go to roars at sixty seven, I don't hate it. I like Sam Burns, two for two made cuts here. Um, the 64th last week, he kind of fell apart. He was playing really well. 23rd a few weeks before that, he's uh, 6,600. Patrick Rogers at 66, finished 46th, 7th, missed cut 20th here, coming off three straight made cut or made five of six, 21st, 35th, 30th cut, 16th, 9th. So Patrick Rogers playing some good golf at 66. I like the Sam Reiner call at 64 as well. So those are some of the guys that really stand out to me. There's a lot of interesting arguments you can make for different guys here. I wouldn't – you know, Bo Hostler's made two cuts here uh, in a row and he's made five straight cuts on tour. I'm not a huge Bo guy, but I get it. I get the Zach Johnson love. He's made so many cuts here. But I'm going to try to stick to my boys, Ryder, Rogers, Burns, Neesmith, maybe some Kang. Um, I forgot to ask you in the 7K range. I jumped the gun here. But I'm just curious. He's never played here before. But a 29th, a 21st, a 2nd, and a 59th in his last four events – Christian Bezen Duinhoet. I don't know exactly how to say it, but any interest in a guy like that? Because he seemed like a really good ball striker. From what I could check out on him, I couldn't find a ton because I'm horrible with Euro Tour stuff. But interesting, seventy one hundred dollar play.
1: Yeah, I mean, not. Uh, I I don't hate it. Uh, he's been playing the vast majority of his golf uh, on the European Tour. Some of the Southern Tour. I don't know what the fuck that tour is, but. Um. Yeah. I mean, four straight made cuts. Finished second, and at the Dubai Desert Classic, fifty uh, ninth at Abu Dhabi. Those are decently good fields there. Saudi. He finished twenty first. Didn't get cut up. Um, twenty ninth in Mexico. So, I mean, not terrible. I mean, I, I don't think I'll play him at all. But I, I can. You know, he's going to be a point one percent owned guy. So that's why I wanted
0: to bring him up, just because he's making cuts, good ball striker. Euros, like I said, playing really well at this event. Could be an interesting uh, GPP play if you get Chalky somewhere else. Just want to throw his name out there. Something to think about. Just just want to be on the, the list there in case on Sunday he somehow shows up, you know, in the top ten or something, and we, and we nail something. But um, I think he's interesting, to say the least. Uh, let's recap real quick here. 10K and above, who's your number one? That's Rory. It's not even close. Yeah, yep. Like, he's far. And, like, if Rory misses the cut, I don't really care. I really don't care. Like, he's so far and away better than everybody else. Like I said it earlier, Five-to-one odds you don't see on the PGA Tour. Like, I don't even think you see five-to-one odds in the Hero World Challenge with 18 golfers. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, so, something to think about there. 9K range, who's your number one?
1: Uh, I'd be Sung Jae, but, again, I'm not a huge fan of this range, and I, I don't really know if I'll have anybody in it.
0: Yeah, I think I'll go J-Day. I like him a lot, but I think I'll go J-Day at 91. Um, 8K range, we we're big fans of this. So, let's go two guys in the 8K
1: range. Um, I'll go uh... – Hatton and uh, Leishman, just to be a little bit different. I'll go Benny on and Matthew Fitzpatrick. Uh,
0: seventy five hundred and above, give me two guys. Um, Homa and Poulter. Yeah, Poulter and answer for me. But I think Kisner is going to be a good GPP pivot because he'll go low owned in this range. I think he's got a good. He's good for making the cut and then maybe doing some more damage. Uh, Seven thousand to seventy four, go for two.
1: Uh, McNeely. And um, Piercy.
0: McNeely and CH3 for me. But well, There's a lot of guys to like there. And then give me two in the 6K range. Uh, Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Munoz and Neesmith. I'll go Neesmith and Patrick Rogers. Those will be my two. So fun, fun, fun there. If you're starting a GPP lineup, three guys to start it with.
1: Uh, Rory would be my number one, uh, obviously. And then, you know, I'd probably dip down and, and get somebody in that, like, 6K range. uh. So, somebody like Higgs and then come back up to Homa.
0: I'm looking at Rory, Hatton, and Ortiz. Starting with those three. Cash game. Three guys you're starting cash games lineups with.
1: I think we'll probably – well, I mean, whoever you would – you would suggest is who i go with, but I know you're on Poulter, so I'm going to pick him. Um, I think answer is decently cash worthy there. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, I, it depends on obviously kind of how risky you want to get, but I think you can put Hideki in a, in a cash lineup. I don't see him missing the cut.
0: My three to start with for now is Ann Poulter and CH3. Those are my three to start with, but there's a lot I like, uh, just like last week, I said in a cash lineup, you could leave like a thousand dollars in the line. Cause there's a lot of good guys, and I will say this much: um, my best lines every week is the cash one. It's it's just how it's turned <laughs> out for me every week. So um, listen good, to though. Jesse for GPPs, listen to me for cash. We'll be good. <laughs> um, who do you got winning this thing? Because this is uh, you, like you said, the last few years the big boys rise to the top. But you know, Rory at five to one aren't really the best odds. I think yeah, that's the guy. But who are you looking at here?
1: Yeah, it sucks. You really, I mean, unless you like parlay that with something um it makes it difficult uh but i could see um somebody like hatton potentially at some decent odds
0: yeah i think for uh um, hatton's i had him at
1: 45
0: i'm looking at uh i i'm real tempted to go with a at 60 to one
1: yeah i wouldn't i, I wouldn't mind that uh i wouldn't mind that a bit like what's uh what's tommy's odds if he, if Tommy
0: is 14 to 1. Yeah. This is a great week. I know I say it a lot, but I think I've had better odds of picking top 20 guys. I think um, I think going some top 20 finishers, you could have some fun with like an Ian Poulter or a JT Poston. Because Poston's 101 to win it all. Like you could probably get him top 20 like 25 or 30. That could be fun. Like a Ryan Moore who's had good top 20 abilities, Like stuff like that could be
1: interesting to me. Yeah, I'm with you.
0: All right, final thoughts for the API, any words of wisdom, Jesse?
1: Uh no, other than, you know, keep an eye on the weather. There's potentially for a better draw as far as that goes. Um so, yeah, don't lock I wouldn't lock anything in till go ahead and reserve stuff, but then don't actually make lineups until Wednesday night. Yeah, it's going to be a wild
0: week uh getting ready, checking ownership. There's uh, some really Interesting ways to build here in that 7 and 8K range. 9K might get overlooked because I think a lot of people will like a lot of the Rory's and, and you know, Hadekis and Bryson's of the world like we talked about, Fleetwood. Um, differentiating in the 6K range can be fun because, as you mentioned, there's a lot of guys that are in position to target down there. So uh, join us in the Slack chat. Just ask for an invite. It keeps growing. Lots of good stuff. Green screens are coming in uh, often on the weekends, which is good to see. And uh, we'll be talking weather in there for sure because I'm pretty sure Works probably contacted three different weather channels by now and is looking for <laughs> uh, different ways to stack the flights. So um, he'll have you covered, I'm guessing. If not, someone else will. But uh, check us all out there. But uh, check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm Matt B. checking the podcast at Always Press DFS. Give a rating and review on iTunes. But until next time, this was the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast previewing the 2020 Arnold Palmer Invitational. Catch you guys next time.
1: The show goes on all night till the morning. We dream on. so long. Anybody up. ever wonder when they would see the sun Just up. remember when we come yeah. up. The show